0: This is chapter One this morning, and uh welcome 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 uh, you know I, I as I was praying about this series a few weeks back, I felt like the Lord just dropped it in my heart and said that this is going to be uh, more impactful than I realize and uh, and I believe because uh, we're in a spiritual warfare that many people not uh aware of, or not engaged in that needs to be. Therefore, many people are losing in life and, and need to be winning. And so I want to I wanna just continue on in the series that we started uh, a couple weeks back. Uh, last week we had Billy Do Good, which kind of <laughs> brought a little bit of different flavor to this series, and uh, a and little bit, and, uh, but if you were here, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, but I want, I want to talk to you today, uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use the uh, text, Genesis chapter 1, as our platform to launch from. And so if you would, turn there, Genesis chapter 1, and we're going to look at verse 27 and start there. Scripture tells us that God had an intent, had a purpose, had a plan, had a desire for us when he created us. There were things that he had in mind that we need to pick up and, and run with. And so I want, to, I want us to look at this. In verse 27 it says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God he created him. As I think about this, I think that we ought to be a reflection of God here on this earth. If we're created in the image of God, then we ought to reflect God here on this earth. So what's God look like? What, is he, what did he intend for us Well, I I believe that he continues to uh, declare it. It goes on to say that in verse 28, that then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. There's three things here. He says, be fruitful and multiply. God wants us to be productive. He wants, us to, he wants us to be producing out of our life good things, amen? All of us are producing. I did a series called Builders just most recently, and, and I, I made the statement that we're all building. It's a matter of we're, what we're building. And so we're all, we're all producing, but it's a matter of what we're producing. He wants us to be producing godly things, good things, impactful things, things that are uh, really changing, changing the world. God called us to be world changers. He called us to be life givers. He wants us to do great things. So, He wants us to be fruitful in our lives. So, what are we producing? Are we producing the things that God wants us to produce in our life? And if not, why? Why aren't we producing what it is that God would have us produce? And I'd tell, I'd, I'd, I'd. Uh, want to state the case, that many times we're not producing what God wants us to produce is because we're losing this spiritual warfare that we're engaged in that many people are not even aware of. And, uh, and the enemy's out to steal, kill, and destroy. And we've, we're going to discover in this series that he's a defeated person. He's defeated. He's already been defeated. As my grandson says, the devil's under my feet, and uh, the devil is under our feet. And so he's been disarmed, defeated. He's been he's been uh, you know he's been uh, he's he's uh, disgraced. He's been uh, put to rest, really. And he's still at work on this earth, but uh, he he hasn't he doesn't have inroad into our life unless we give him inroad. And so uh, we need to uh, we need to ask the question: If we're not being fruitful, why? And then it goes on to say that we are to fill the earth and subdue it. So God wants us to have influence everywhere we go here on this earth. That we're influencing people for the kingdom of God, for the glory of God, and for the purpose of God here on this earth. So we're to have influence. And then he goes and says, have dominion. He wants us to be leaders. Every one of us ought to be leading. We are leading. In some way, we're leading. We're leading people around us through our influence. We're leading people. People are making decisions based on our influence in their life, but we need to be leading to the highest uh, capacity in our life, and we need to be growing in that leadership. So how are we doing and why aren't we uh, accomplishing more in our life? Well, I, 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 I think it's because we just uh, are not engaged in the warfare, warfare that we need to be engaged in. We need to be making war. We need to quit l- allowing the enemy to walk all over us and let's just stand up and say, Okay, if you're going to come at me, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put you in your place. And and that place is having no place in my life, amen? It's just like you're not going to have any kind of role in my life. And so I've entitled today's message, Take Possession. Take Possession. Let's take possession of what God has for us. God has great things for us. Let's go possess it. Let's go get after it. Let's get it. God uh, has, has, has some things in mind for us, and so we need to go after it. There's far too many people's children that are being uh, taken by the enemy. There's far too many marriages that are being destroyed. There's far too many things that are happening in people's lives uh, physically, financially, relationally, in every which way. And we need, to, we need to stand our ground and say, devil, you have no place in our life. And let's not give him any place. Amen? And so we need to we need to take possession of those things that God has for us. Well, I started out this series by calling the series or calling that message pursue, overtake, and recover all. And God wants us to pursue, overtake, and recover all. Well, how do we do that? And I talked about the only way that we are the way that we need to start doing that is we need to take our position that we're positioned in Christ that we're positioned in the family of God, we're positioned in the church, the body of Christ, we've, we have the position of victory, then therefore we need, to, we need to stand in that position of victory. Well, today I'm talking about taking possession. Well, if we're going to take possession, then we need to, we need to uh, take something else. We need to take our stand in our, our place in something else. And so if you are taking notes, in your notes there's a statement here that we have the authority, we have the authority to make war and win every time. God's given us authority to be able to do that. We have the authority. Today, my, my desire is to define what that authority looks like in our life. What does that authority look like in our life? But before I do... I want to read to you from Luke chapter ten, verse nineteen, and then Numbers chapter thirty, verse uh, Numbers chapter thirteen, verse thirty. If you're taking notes, Luke ten nineteen says, "Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions, talking about demonic forces, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you." Ooh, I love that. We've been given authority by Jesus Christ over every demonic force, every, everything that the devil would try to throw our way. A lot of people blame a lot of things on God. Let me just say this. There's a lot of people that think that, that, uh, that God is involved in every, everything in their life. Well, it must have been God's will because God allowed it. Let me tell you, there's a devil out there that's trying to kill, steal, and destroy. And, and we need to understand just because something's happening in our life doesn't mean that God willed it for our life. That's right. And so we need to make sure that we're taking in, uh, our authority that has been given rightfully to us in Christ Jesus. And let's stand our ground and let's take authority over the devil and say, No more. You have no place in our life. Okay? Okay. Otherwise, we'll find ourselves like many people in life and like the children of Israel did, found themselves wandering in the wilderness. Instead of taking possession of what God has for them, they wandered in the wilderness and they settled for less in their life. Too many people settling for less. You could still be married and wandering in the wilderness in your marriage. You, you doesn't just because you haven't gotten a divorce doesn't mean that you're div- that you're married emotionally. You can be divorced emotionally and still be married and living in the same house. Let's take possession. Let's be happy. Let's be let's be joyful. Let's be healthy relationally. There's no reason for us not to be. Let's go after. It. Let's take possession of that that God has for us and let's kick the devil out of our homes. Amen. Let's get rid of him. Say, no more. I have authority over you. You're not going to have any place in my marriage. You're not going to have any place in my finances. You're not going to have any place in my in my health. You're not going to have any place in my relationships at all. Enough is enough. Get out. Enough said. Enough said. Enough said. Get. 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 Move it. And let's kick him out. Amen? Let's do that. Numbers chapter uh, 30, 13 verse 30 tells us what was stated by Caleb after the children of Israel went into Egypt And 12, or actually not the children of Israel, 12 spies went into Egypt, spied out the land. Out of those 12, 10 came back and said, oh, they brought back an evil report. There's no way, Jose, we can't do this. They said, there's no way we can go in and, and do this, but... Uh, Caleb and uh, Joshua came back and they brought a good report. They brought the report of the Lord. And this is what, this is what uh, Caleb said in verse 30. It says, Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. Let's go take possession. How many of us need to be saying that today, let's go take possession. Let's go take possession of what God has for us. God has great things for us. Well, let me talk about the believer's authority. If we're going to take possession of what God has for us, whatever it may be, whatever it is that we're maybe have been tolerating for years and years and years that we haven't taken possession of that we have just been tolerating less than we've been maybe wandering in the wilderness in this area that area whatever area and we haven't we haven't walked in the authority that was that's been given to us in Christ Jesus and therefore we're not taking possession of those things that God has for us what then then what what are those things that we need to take possession of we need to answer that question and so, so here it is. Here's the believer's authority. Number one, the believer's authority is our purpose from God to take possession. Now, I, I struggled with using the word purpose or assignment, but I got to thinking, you know, they're, they're both, the th- you know, they're both stating the same thing. God has assigned us through his authority to go take possession, or he has purposed us to take our authority and go take possession of what he has for us. It's never God's will for us to settle for anything less than he's willed for our life. How many of you agree? I mean, whatever it may be physically, mentally, whether it's relationally, ministerially, whether it's uh, financially, whatever it may be in life, uh, it's God's purpose for us to have those things to advance his kingdom. I'm telling you, there's far too many people that are doing less than God has for them because they've given in to the circumstances of life, to the circumstances that the enemy has thrown our way, and we have settled for less, and we're so busy dealing with problems that we have no time to do what God has for us. God wants us to reach a world that is dying. I don't know if you've noticed, but this world is dark. People need Jesus Christ. And if we're so busy and caught up with our issues, just dealing with all the trash and all the stuff that the devil's throwing our way, and we're not advancing, we're not moving forward, we're not progressing, we're not taking possession, then we're just tolerating. And we're dealing with the same old thing. It becomes a vicious cycle in our life. Constant struggles, constant arguments, constant frustrations—just a constant, uh, just a constant cycle of of defeat in our life. And that's where a lot of people are—they're living a constant cycle of defeat in their life because they're not taking possession of what God has for them. And so we need to understand that it's God's purpose for us. God saying, rise up in the authority that I've given you is my purpose for you to go take possession. I will that for you to do. It's the purpose of God. So that means that if we're not living and walking in the authority that Jesus Christ has given us, means that we're not also walking in the purpose that God has for us. So if we're, if we're giving in to the devil and we're just letting him do whatever he wants to do, say whatever he wants to say, too many times, the devil has more voice in our life than God does. And he's voicing things not through words, but he's voicing it through the circumstances. The circumstances are his voice saying, I have rule in your life. Look at me manipulate you through circumstances. Oh, watch me get you angry. Let me, let me just throw a little of this your way and watch you just get all angry. Oh, let me just get you fearful. Oh, let me just disrupt your life just a little bit and watch, watch me get you fearful. Watch me get you worry, worrisome. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just kind of go in there and steal a little from you. And see if, see if it doesn't cause you to worry a little bit. And so we need to just stand up in our authority and say, no, it's the purpose of God for, my, for me to take possession of my peace, my joy, my provision, whatever it is that God has for me. Amen? Amen. And I'm going to tell you, you're going to face some circumstances that seem unreal, like un, I mean, it's like, it seems impossible. Even in the midst of that, you still should, you still should be advancing. You still should be moving forward. You should, I don't care what giants you face, you still need to go in and possess the land that God has for you. Otherwise, you're just going to be in constant, that vicious cycle of continuing to deal with whatever issue it is that you need to deal with. In so many circumstances that I can share, uh, the biggest one that I think of is the biggest attack I've ever had in my life was custody of my son that was 30, or custody for my son that was 30, uh, about 30 years ago, and, uh, and that was probably the hardest, toughest battle that I ever had in my life, where it seemed impossible. As a matter of fact, in the natural, it was impossible. And uh, that was a lot of years ago. I was uh, way wet behind the year, ears uh, spiritually. I had just gotten born again. Uh, you know, uh, And so it, it was just a lot of years ago. And so I'm not going to go back into a lot of detail at all. But I will say that uh, I had no uh, legal standing. I had no legal right of being able to have and pursue uh, custody of my son. And uh, long story short, I just went to God and said, God, there's no lawyer that would represent me. I've gone to them all. I've gone to the best. I was willing to pay. They would not represent me because they said there would be no judge that would ever give me custody of him. And I had authority in Christ. I was living. I was living for God, and I I went to the Lord and I said, "Lord, you know your word says to bring him up in the admonition, nurture the Lord. You said, train him in the way that he should go, and when he's old, he'll not depart from it." I I I I just started uh, uh, pleading my case with the Judge of Judges, and I stood my authority against the enemy. I said, "Devil, you will not steal, kill, or destroy. You will not take my son." from God. You will not, you will not, you will not, you will not. And the long story short is uh, eventually the Lord put it in my heart to go talk to uh, his biological mother. I talked to her and I I said, listen, uh, and I pleaded my case with her and the spirit of God came on her. She started crying. She said, okay, you can have custody. And the long story short is uh, there's my son with my grandkids and my daughter-in-law. And so, uh, and it's because I stood my ground, I, I operated in the authority that was in Christ Jesus, and I was able to benefit, and I took possession of what was rightfully God's in, in, in my life, and in, in, in the rest is history. Amen? Can you see that? And it's too often, we see the challenges, we give in to the challenges, and we don't possess what God has for us. It took a whole generation to pass before before God could ever take in another generation to go possess the land, to take possession. And I just want to quickly read this to you out of Joshua chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. It says, after the death of Moses, after the death of a generation, after 40 years, the servant of the Lord... It came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise and go. Arise and go. That's the title of my message next week, not from this verse, but it's arise and go. God wants us to get up and go. It's time to to move forward. Arise and go. You know, David arose and he went. His dad says, go. Go check on your brothers. He brought down a giant. Too many of us are allowing the giants to come out and taunt us and and cause us to shrink back and draw back, and we need to arise and go, amen? And so arise and go uh, over to this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving them, the children of Israel. It was God's purpose that all along that the children of Israel would benefit from the promised land. And I'm here to tell you that God wants that for us. He doesn't want us wandering in any wilderness. And if you feel like you're in the wilderness right now, I have good news. Take possession. Take possession. Secondly, I just want to share with you uh, that the believer's authority is our command. Man, I, I, I just as I've been meditating on this, it is our command from God to take possession. The believer's authority is the command of God to us saying, go do it. And there's great power in command. And you're going to see this in just a moment. I believe every one of us, we're going to, uh, too, too often, too many times, we look at it, the commandment of God is a negative thing, but it is an absolute positive thing. It is a, an empowering thing in our life, the command of God. When we hear the command of God, it's, it's a place of authority. It's a place where we can take authority, and we can go in and take possession of what God has for us. So let's read this in, in Joshua. Joshua chapter 1, we're going to continue on. This was after the, uh, Moses was dead and Joshua took the leadership. He took the helm of the, uh, the leadership in, in taking the children of Israel into the promised land. In verse 9 it says, Have I not commanded you, be strong. This is a command. This is not a, a, an option. It's not a request. It's not a, it's not a suggestion. He says, be strong. Too many weak people. Too many people just shrinking down, just being weak. Be strong. Be of good courage. Discouragement comes to us all. But this is a command of God. We can take our authority and be good, of good courage. Kick discouragement at the door. Get rid of it. He wants to come knocking at all of our doors, but doesn't mean that we need to answer. We all we all face discouragement, we, but we just gotta we gotta receive the command of God and say, "Devil, you're not going to discourage me. I don't care what it looks like." It says, "Be be strong, be of good courage, do not be afraid." That's right. You know, as uh, as a, as a uh, you know, raising my son and and uh, also just having a heart for children, all the just always have had a heart for young people and. Uh, our church has a heart for young people. And, right. and uh, when it always concerns me when I hear parents say, well, uh, you know, when their children don't want to do something and the children say, I'm afraid. And so the parents give in to that really, really quick. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. And it's like, okay, all of us are afraid to do things, but do, should we give in to that fear? I mean, there's, there's things that, you know, you, you don't do stupid things like cross the street that, or there's a uh, traffic, you know, a bunch of traffic, you know. You, there's things, there's a healthy fear fear of a car coming and hitting you. That's, you know, that's. But, but I'm talking about, you know, fear stepping out of the, uh, and doing something that, that's uncomfortable or whatever. And so we need to watch that we don't give in to those types of fear. It's a command that we not be afraid. It's a command that we not be afraid. And it goes on to say, Nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Then Joshua commanded the officers. So the command goes from God. Now it's going to Joshua. Joshua commanding the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the camp and command the people. Now that command just continues on, because that authority is, authority can be delegated, and authority can go be passed on. And so it's very powerful. And he says, tell the people, prepare provisions for yourselves. For within three days, you will cross this Jordan to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God is giving you to possess. And then verse 13 says, remember the word which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, the Lord your God is giving you rest and giving you this land. The greatest, the greatest power and strength uh, that i that any one of us can ever have is understanding the importance of authority in our life and respecting it and honoring it there's great power in authority if we honor and respect it god started teaching me this early on that i needed to respect authority respect authority uh, it bothers me when i see disrespect towards Police officers disrespect towards teachers, disrespect towards parents, disrespect towards uh, any type of authority. It just bothers me because it it's there's a breakdown in the authority there, and the breakdown of the authority means breakdown in power. And God, God can't, He can't work in that. God doesn't work in that. God works through authority. That's how God works. And years ago, years ago, I mean, I was just a young Christian. Started working for a large ministry, and I remember, I remember just God teaching me this. And I, I went around one leader, and I, I, uh, 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 he was, he was over me, and I, uh, he was doing, he not, he wasn't doing anything wrong, but I just thought I had a better idea. We all have opinions, right? And I, I thought my opinion was better than his opinion, and so instead of going to my supervisor, I went to my supervisor's supervisor, and I brought my opinion to him. That's just a no-no. If you have a problem, you 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 go to your own supervisor. You go to the one that's uh, you know above you. Don't go around them. And so anyway. He came to me, my direct supervisor, and he came to me because his supervisor said that I came to him. And, and so he came to me he says, listen, if you ever have a problem, uh, come to me. Don't ever go around me again. I'm going to tell you this one time. <laughs> He's younger than me too, by the way. That just made it a little harder. And so I had, to, I had to eat my pride and I said, it'll never happen again. It'll just, it'll never happen again. But God was already teaching me. And, and because there's great power in authority. And when we are hearing and heeding the commandment of God, and we're operating in that command, there's great authority, there's great power. I want to I show you this really quick. In Matthew chapter 5, there was a centurion that came to Jesus. And he pleaded with him in verse 6, it says, saying, Lord, my servant is lying at home paralyzed, dreadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I'll come and heal him. And the centurion said to him, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof, but only speak a word or speak your word and my servant will be healed. For I am a man under authority having soldiers under me. And I say to this one go and he goes. And to another come and he comes. And to my servant do this and he does it. And when Jesus heard it he marveled. And he said to those who followed "Assuredly, I say to you I have not found such great faith not even in Israel. And then verse 13 says that the centurion went his way. Uh, He says go your way. And as as you have believed, so let it be done to you. And his servant was healed from that very same hour. Just because he understood authority in the chain of command. I'm telling you that there's, there's great power and great authority in the command of God. And God has commanded us to go take possession. Why are we holding back? Why are we allowing the devil to just steal, kill, and destroy in our lives? We need to say no, enough is enough. We need to resist him as the Bible says that we have the authority to be able to do so. Let me share one more thought before I close. The believer's authority is also an empowerment from God to take possession. So the believer's authority is not only an empowerment, it is not only a... uh, a command, but it's a a purpose of God in our life. And so let's talk about, for just a moment, just ending this up, talking about how God empowers us to take possession. He gives us, through that authority, the empowerment to be able to do it. He delegated his power to us. He delegated, he entrusted us, he he entrusted us with that power to go in and be able to do it. He's given us the ability to make it happen. Every one of us, regardless of who we are, if we're in Christ, if we have a relationship with Jesus Christ, have the ability to do what God says we can do. He's given us the authority. And so we need to quit looking at ourselves, looking at our frames. I don't care if you've been a Christian one day versus anybody that's been a Christian 100 years. That doesn't give one person more authority than the other in Jesus Christ. We all have the authority to be able to take possession of what it is that God has and He backs it up. Amen. He backs it up. He backs it up. He's delegated that to us. It's like police officers, well the other day I had my wife and I had date night with our, our two oldest grandchildren. That's pretty cool. I wanted to take the youngest too but not yet. She's coming. And so we had a date night, and we went and had we had, went and had uh, uh, a meal, and, and then went did some shopping. And on the way back, on the crossroad of 155 and the loop, there was a, a car accident. It was a three-car accident. There was a truck on its side uh, where it had been T-boned, and then there was two other cars that had been hit. And uh, we came up on that, and, you know, there was cars, and then there was police over there that were directing traffic. And uh, and so uh, we couldn't go directly home. We had to detour around, and, and it was done at the, at the direction of those police officers. Okay. And, and one of the things that I noticed while they were out there directing is that every car was uh, following their orders to go that away. And I got to thinking about it. It's, it wasn't that they had a power in their own strength to be able to stop those cars, had those cars just continue to go on straight into them. It's that they had the authority to do that and therefore those, those cars obeyed. Isn't that right? And, and it's because uh, if cars don't because of the authority that they carry, they have the ability to be able to call every police officer in Tyler and come and assist if need be. <laughs> and I'm here to tell you that we in Jesus Christ have the authority to call on angels. We have the ability to call on God, to be able to call on uh uh, you know, on, on whatever we need for God to come in and make sure that that is being enforced. He's empowered us. He's given us the ability to do that so that what, we, uh, what, what whatever it is that the enemy's holding back will be possessed, being taken back on our behalf. We can go in and take possession of it. Whatever it is. And 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 I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I, I I just one thing that I just I cannot stand in my own body, is whenever I try to uh, when the enemy tries to attack me with sickness and disease, and I just say no way in jesus name i don't care if it's a headache i don't i don't have headaches so i don't know what that feels like uh i don't care if it's just a a backache or neck ache i mean a few weeks ago i had or a few months ago a couple months ago i guess it is i had a a, a, something that came on my neck and jesus mighty name is one of the hardest things uh that, that i had to fight lately it's just you get off get off of me this ain't god i don't care If I slept wrong or what happened? I just, in Jesus' name, I'm God's child. And so I I take possession of my health. God's given me that authority. Now listen to this real quick. Wow. Okay, let me just... uh, I'll, I'll give you this john chapter 14 verse 12 says this most assuredly i say to you he who believes in me the works that i do he will do also and greater works than these he will do because i go to my father jesus says i i i, I the things that i did here and walking this earth and dealing with the devil and he did Matter of fact, Acts chapter 10, verse 38 tells us what Jesus did, how Jesus was anointed with, uh, uh, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed with the devil, for God was with him. God says that the things that Jesus did, we can do here on this earth. And how he dealt with the devil, we can deal with the devil. And, and we know that James tells us that we can submit. Therefore, to God resist the devil, I'm going to bring this out next week. And the devil has no choice; he has to flee from us. Amen. We have the authority, and God will back it up. Now, I want you to see this in Joshua, Joshua, real quick. In uh, Joshua chapter uh, one, verse three, and then I close with this: Every place, every place that that. Uh, that the sole of your feet will tread upon, I have given you, as I was with Moses, from the wilderness, wilderness, and this Lebanon, as far as the great river the river Euphrates the land of the Hittites and the land and the and the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory get this no man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life as I was with Moses so I will be with you I will not I will not leave you nor forsake you be strong and of good courage for to this people you shall divide an in inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them... Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which uh, Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left. Don't get distracted. That you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. This is God's will for you and I. Amen and amen. Amen. So let's go in. Let's possess those things. Let's not just get through life. Let's just not tolerate things in life. Let's go possess what God says is ours and let's get it and let's do it in order to advance the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. So let's do it. And I I tell you, God is good. All the time, he's for us, not against us. If God be for us, you might as well be. Everybody might as well be. Isn't that right? And by the way, he's our ever-present help in time of need. Always, always there for us. And so I close with that. Let's pray.